Welcome back to the You Can't Do podcast. On today's show, we have Jordan Candlish on the show. Jordan Candlish is a men's coach after leaving his accounting job and playing semi-pro football. He's been through a lot of his journey, and I'm excited to hop into his journey and, and how he's got to where he is today and, and what he's doing. And I'm really excited to have you on, Jordan. For those who may not be aware of who you are, can you give us a brief overview? Well, thanks for having me, James. I'm, I'm pumped, honored, honored, actually, to be here. Uh, Brief background about me, I would say uh, I kind of like have lived two lives in my 20s. I lived the life of kind of going after the corporate the corporate world, uh, you know, get my degree, starting working as an accountant and then realizing that that's kind of not, not the life that I wanted. It was kind of misaligned with, I guess, what my soul was really here for. And in the, in the back end of my 20s, uh, I've now kind of rediscovered my path as being a, a coach, a creator, someone that is, is serving through how I'm choosing to live. Um, and in the middle of my 20s, it was all about just like discovering who am I, what am I here to do, and what am I here to express? And it's been, a, it's been quite the journey in between, but um, there's lots of different, different mini stories and all of that, but I'll, I'll leave it at that for now. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm grateful that you started there because I think that we have a big um, commonality <clears throat> between that because that was really for me too. I think that the, the quote that you live two lives and the second one starts when you realize you only have one really might mm. resonate with you. It's like realizing that your intuition is pulling you towards something else. I mean, you, you were in semi-pro football and that was a position that you thought you wanted to be in. And especially after getting that accounting job at one of the biggest firms in the world. I mean, how did you build the confidence to step out of that knowing that, I mean, you're in a position that most people would see as like, this is this is success. This is absolutely everything you need. Yeah, for sure. It's almost like you have to let your ego has to die in in a sense because you know the ego really likes that. It, it likes the kind of the status or the title of hey, this is who I am. I have a degree. I wear this suit to work. Um, but it was at the same time in in my body and in my soul, it was like depleting me. It wasn't. It wasn't. I didn't feel alive. And mm-hmm. I think it was the. It's, I like the quote, when, when the pain of staying the same outweighs the pain of like taking action and changing your life, that's when you usually start moving. And that was the yes. thing for me. I just couldn't stand the thought of being an accountant for the rest of my life. I couldn't stand the thought of going to the same office every single day, doing work that I wasn't really passionate about. Um, it kind of like lit a fire in me to try and discover something that was more meaningful. Uh, and at the same time, I'm super blessed that I was even given that opportunity. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people never even have the opportunity to, to live a life where they can work in jobs like that and have an education where they can have that. So it's a, it's a, it's a fortuitous place to be because it's, it's a struggle that maybe a lot of people will never even get to experience. They just have to work to make money. They don't have the opportunity to have these kinds of thoughts, but at the same time, there's a lot of people, you know, especially our generation that are thinking this, but they're not actually doing anything with it. So for me, it's, it's the pain. When the pain gets so dialed in, where like you're literally, I felt like I was wasting my, my 20s doing something that I didn't fully love. Uh, and I couldn't stand that thought of having regrets in my life of like, what if, you know? So that was the driving force. I love that. I love that. It's, it's, it's kind of like looking at life through like you're, you're 90 years old and you're asking yourself a question like, what I regret not doing this? And I always ask myself that mm-hmm. question. It also comes to, absolutely, I regret not doing this. Like, for me, it was becoming a real estate agent. And that was my entire like identity it was I was going to step into that. And then when I had the opportunity to invest into coaching, it was like, this feels so right. My intuition's pulling me for a reason. There's something here. And then trusting that. I'm curious, was there, there, there was obviously an intuitive pull for you. 
how did you know, obviously it was the, the fear of, of, of staying the same and the fear of like not being able to actualize what you wanted to do. But I think there's a lot of, um, social expectations that are placed upon us, especially when you were given that opportunity. I know your dad was a part of that as well. Like, how were you able to fight that social pressure to be able to take that leap to begin with? Mm. The social pressure is the hardest part because Absolutely. at the time I was like really embarrassed to tell people about what I was doing on the side outside of playing football and working as an accountant. I was embarrassed to tell people I was like going to yoga and meditating and trying to like learn about myself and learn about like spirituality because it wasn't really the thing that anyone around me was doing. Yeah. Uh, and I think there is, there is a time in, in our evolution or when, when, when a, a man or a woman walks this path, there is a time where you sort of have to pull yourself away from the people you're hanging out with, or, you know, even your family. Sometimes you have to kind of just like, just go into your own internal period of like self-discovery. And that's sort of what I did for probably 12 months, just spending a lot of time on my own, you know, just distancing myself from some people. Um, and that's really how you clarify yourself. I think that's the thing um, mm -hmm. to get clarity. You have to have space and the more clarity that you have, the more clearer and the more confident you start to express. And yeah. that was the thing for a long time. I just wasn't confident in who I was. I wasn't confident in what I was sharing. I didn't really know who I was. That's why I was just afraid to, to go after it. I didn't really know what I wanted. Um, so once you have clarity, I think then the confidence comes and then you start to give less fucks. You start to care less about what people think, you know, and yeah. I'm sure you've had that experience as well. And it just keeps going. There's like levels to it. <laughs> and then you get to the level where you start sharing more openly online. And now there's some, some of my videos I get like, heaps of people not liking what I'm sharing. I'm like, okay, that's all right. Whereas previously that would have, that would have killed me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and those reps really do create that identity of that's the kind of person that I am. And mm -hmm. I know for me, for me that the confidence wasn't there either. It was like just something that I had to, for me, it was investing in myself and making that investment forced me to make that change. It was like, yes. I know what I want to do. I knew, I knew I needed more clarity on how to make it happen. But then the accountability and the investment was the accountability to where it was like, there's no other option. This is what I'm doing. And so I know for, for me, building those, the daily habit for me was like posting every single day online to build that confidence. Like this is the kind of person that I am. What was the kind of daily habit or commitment that you made to yourself to be able to really step into that and now do it full time? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. Cause that's, that's like the million dollar question in my opinion. What Tony, my, one of my favorite quotes from Tony Robbins is like, it's not about what you know, it's about what you can consistently do. And yep. like you're referring to, it's like, okay, what is the thing that you're going to do consistently? And I think there was probably at different stages in the journey, different things that I chose to commit to that created the confidence. The early stages, it was like meditating. I committed to myself. I'm going to meditate for an hour every single day. And I noticed the effects that that was having on me. It was less in my mind or more in my body, more, more being in tune rather than trying to force my way through things. So that was one early commitment. And then recently the content was another commitment too, with from like 2020 to 2022, it was like every day, I'm just going to create, 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 create. And it turned, yeah, it was an identity. It, it transforms your identity from being yeah. like, oh, I'm someone who wants to be a, a creator. I said, like, no, 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 I am. That's what's just who I am. I just create every day. Uh, so that's something that, that really, that was the, probably the biggest one creating content, especially for any other aspiring coach. Like that's the thing. If you want to be like serious in terms of impacting people, it's like, how are you impacting people? And, and you, we have platforms where we can do that every day now. Uh, and it just, in my opinion, it just levels up your ability to express, to be, a, to be in creativity, which is to be, 
in harmony with with what God wants to express through your spirit. Uh, and like you said, it takes practice. You just have to just it's just reps. Just keep keep going. You know what I mean? Oh, a thousand percent, a thousand percent. And I think that 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 really is it. Throughout the throughout the continuous reps, you build this kind of. You, I think you get more in touch with yourself throughout posting so much because you're you're creating and you have to be able to articulate your thoughts. And being able to do that, it's you're just getting more in touch with what feels right to you. And I want to touch mm -hmm. on what you said a minute ago. I know you had Robin Sharma on your podcast not too long ago. I plan on having him on my podcast soon. It's going it's yes. to happen. There's a there's a, one of my favorite quotes from him that really like aligns with what we're saying here, and it's that your your daily habits are in direct proportion to your deepest belief about yourself. And it's like when you have that deep trust, that deep intuition that this is going to happen, that this is what is going to come into fruition. It's just it's just a habit of doing so. And I know for you doing that, I mean, you really get, you touch a lot about embodiment and being in touch with your intuition. I'm curious for you, how have you been able to embody that kind of, that character that has built you to, to where you are today, if that, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love how you brought up Robin Sharma. He's such a, he's such a legend, world-class, oh, yeah. world-class creator. Um, hmm. For me, it's like, it's health. Like health is, has always been number one priority, number one value. And I feel like it should be for everyone. Like when your health's not prioritized, you realize pretty quickly that you just don't have the energetic capacity to be able to really go after the things you want. And yeah. I've realized for me, whenever my health dialed in, everything else in my life is, tends to be dialed in as well. You know? Yeah. Uh, so for me recently, it's been, uh, around my diet and fasting to be more specific. I, I have been fasting for like 24 hours. We're going through periods right now where I will have one meal a day. And for the last couple of weeks, that's what I did. And I was amazed at the level of mental sharpness that I had, the, the, the level of energy that I got access to through, through choosing to commit to that. And initially it's a little bit uncomfortable because we're so conditioned to be like, oh, I have three meals a day. That's just what I do. But the minute you break out of that and realize that, oh, no, wait a second, you, your body doesn't need that much food <laughs> and your mind thrives when you go into that ketogenic um, state. So okay. for me, it's like just optimizing my health, optimizing my energy. And when that's dialed in, that's when I feel my best. And that's when I'm, when I'm in flow, you know, hundred percent, hundred percent. There's so much less brain frog when you eat less, like not, mm -hmm. not until later into the day. It's there's so much that can be done in the morning. It's, it's, I have 5am club up there. It's like, it, Robin talks so much about it. It's, it's, it's insane. I know that meditation has been something really big for you. Obviously you left your job to really be a meditation teacher. I'm curious, Throughout your journey, what has meditation taught you? Mm. It's taught me to listen. And I feel like that's probably the biggest lesson that, that it can give you is we're so busy constantly like feeding our minds information. I'm, and I'm sure you've experienced this as well. Right? There's so many books, so many podcasts, so many videos we could be watching. But most of the time, we're not really absorbing it, we're not really like embodying it or like knowing it. Yeah. And that's for me where meditation comes in because you take in all the information. And then you give yourself the, the time and the space to really listen to what, what from this needs to be applied or listening to like, what does my body want to do next? What is the next step that I, that I'm, I'm able to take on this journey that is going to allow me to apply the information that I'm learning. Does that yeah. make sense? Because if we're just consuming all the time and not actually listening to what's relevant, what's applicable, then it's just knowledge. It's just stored potential. Uh, so I think that balance is so crucial, you know, consume the information, take it in, but then give yourself the, the time to just receive, listen, really, truly listen to what's true in your heart. You know, I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. I, I think that the, 
the ideology that we feel like we need, we always need more information. We always feel like we need to be busy. We always feel like we need to take more in until we take the action. I feel like that implementation has to overpower information. Like we have to take action before we have all the knowledge. And I think that that's done something really, really well for me too, as well. It's like, I'll read a book, I'll listen to a podcast, whatever it comes down to. And then meditating on what I just learned helps me help my my subconscious really figure out how can I implement this? How is this going to work for me? Instead of just taking in more information, because information information is nothing if, if it's not applied. Yes. For for I know that working with high achievers and me working with high achievers as well, and us both being high achievers, I think that shame, guilt are two things that really come up when we're not working, when we're not moving mm. forward, when we're not bringing in that information. I'm curious how you've been able to detach from that shame, that guilt, and really embody that feeling of self uh, empowerment. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's such a good question, man. That That is literally the million dollar question because you realize pretty quickly, uh, doesn't matter how much money you have, if you can't uh, chill and relax and enjoy your life, mm-hmm. what's the point? <laughs> Straight out, what's the point? And we've all been in scenarios where like, maybe we're crushing it in business, but our relationship's starting to fall apart or we're crushing it in business and our health is starting to deteriorate. And we try to take some time off. We just don't have the energy to literally be able to be present. So for me, it's, that's always the guiding, like the guiding light is like, am I at ease? Am I enjoying the process? I'm, can I be present and just switch off from my work and be at peace? Or is my mind consuming me with thoughts of things I have to do and like things I'm worried about? Am I worried about money? Um, and I think the fastest way to move beyond that is to, is to literally just slow down, like slow down. Like we're always in a rush all the time. Uh, and there are times where we want to like execute and really get a lot of things done. And there's, there's seasons to that for sure. Yeah, but yeah. the more you can step back from your work and just, and I know what I used to do back home in Perth, I'm not in Perth right now, I'm in Portugal, but my favorite things to do back home is literally just go and watch a sunset and sit and, and receive it, receive nature and just be like, oh, when you slow down enough, you can act, you actually realize that there is peace and gratitude and love always down there. It's always there. But when the mind is so busy, you don't get access to it. So you literally have to prioritize slowing down so that all this, this lightness just, just rises above you. And that might sound a bit esoteric, but it really is fucking simple. Life is really, really simple. Um, but we all, we all, overcomplicated chasing the, the shiny golden, you know, the, the money or the, 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 the goal, <laughs> but it's not in that, as you know, <laughs> it's right now. Yeah. hundred percent. And meditation has been that thing for me that allows me to slow meditation and walks. So just going on walks. Throughout mm. the day, especially we're always on zooms. We're always on calls, like being able to take a step back on a 15 minute walk and actually just be with my thoughts, no music, no, any, no information because we're like, as you said earlier, it's like, we're in an era of so much overstimulation. It's, it's, it's disgusting. Like it's to the point yeah. where we, we take in so much information that we don't know how to act because we're overcomplicating it by taking so much in. Right. hundred percent. For you, is, is there a daily practice that you, you always go back to that really allows you to not only detach from that shame, from that guilt, but also connect deeper with yourself? I mean, at the moment, cause I've been traveling like, the last six months, I've been traveling. Yeah you know, and I've been in like six different countries. My, my routine has been changing a lot. Um, so it's really tested me to see, can I have this grounding, you know, this grounding and connection with myself, even while on the move a lot. And for me, it, my practice has evolved a lot around, like you used to be 
every day, meditate, just commit to doing the meditation to now being a little bit more tuned in and listening to what, what do I really need right now? What does my body really need right now to be able to give me that sense of connection or, or like grounding back? And some days it's you qigong, some days it's meditation, some days it's breath work, some days it is going for a walk. You know, some days it's, hey, I need to jump in an ice bath. I want to jump in an ice bath today and hit the sauna or something like that. Um, so you start to develop a bit more of a sensitivity to yourself. Um, because when I was when I was in my early 20s and playing the semi-pro soccer, it was just train physically, like go to the gym and just crush it all the time. And you realize as you get older, I was like, that's, wait, that's actually not serving me. I don't need to destroy a, you know, destroy a gym session every day. Um, and you start to really notice the nuance, like maybe you need a yoga class today. Maybe I need to walk today, you know, and there is a day where maybe you need to hit it at the gym. So it depends on, I think your nervous system being tuned into your nervous system and, and knowing what it needs. And then also being tuned into just your body in general um, and, and the level of stress that it's on, under or not under because some stress yeah. is good. So yeah, I would say it varies, bro, but always some form of meditation and movement every day. Hundred percent. Those are, I think, those are the two things that they have to be foundations, especially when it, we're getting in tune with with our nervous system and with with our subconscious. I think that that's, it, it's as you know, it's it's the foundation for everything. Nothing else matters really if you're not in tune with that. Mm-hmm. Throughout, throughout your, and I, I kind of want to take a step back to go back to exactly in that position with semi pro football and and in that job. I mean, there's a there has to be a lot of anxiety and shame that comes up when you're taking that leap into doing something that probably looks crazy to everyone else. I know for me that that was, that was something really, really big for me. And my internal narrative during that time was, uh, let's just say negative. I'm yeah. curious throughout your journey, what was your internal narrative and how did you really flip the switch in your own mind to be able to take that leap? Mm, um, the leap being leave my job? Yeah. Yeah, I feel, I feel like the internal narrative came from a spiritual connection with a higher power. And mm-hmm. I really feel like it's a necessary stage in, in everyone's journey to develop a connection with something greater than you. You can call that God, you can call it the spirit, you can call it uh, Gaia, you can call it the universe, whatever you want to call your connection with the higher power. Once you establish that and realize that there is a, an infinite intelligence, a divine intelligence, if you will, that is leading you, that is actually trying to pull you through life. And, and you don't need to push. You just need to listen and go, okay, what, like, where is, where is this intelligence trying to pull me? What feels alive or expansive? And the more I listen to it, the more I like slow down and listen, and this could be in nature and through meditation, whatever, the more I listen, the more it was like, I just want to travel. I just want to go off and, and live. I don't want to be in this job. And every single day that, that kind of, that, that message got louder and louder and louder. And once I realized that I kind of had of everything, you know, like I was saying before, once you slow down enough, everything you want is just down there, the aliveness, the gratitude, the love. And once I started to access that place, I realized it's, it's all here. I have it all. <laughs> and I was like, how can I possibly fail in life if I know I've got it all? Like once your heart cracks open and then everything flows, if you, as long as you keep your heart open, you have everything that you need. Not necessarily everything you want, but everything that you need. And if, when that truth becomes a, a, an ingrained belief, that you, and that's what happened to me, I just, I just believed that so much, um, the courage emerges from that. The courage was like, okay, I can't fail. Let's go. Let's put this thing to the, let's put this belief to the test. I'm going to quit everything and travel and see if I can figure it out. And you do, <laughs> you have challenges that for sure you get tested, but it led me exactly where I needed to go. I met the exact people I needed to meet and have the experiences I needed to just keep taking me to the next step in my journey. 
Um, so I would say it was that, bro. It was a, just a deep, deep spiritual belief system that I cultivated. I love it, man. I love the distinction that you said there. It's it's not what you want, but it's what you need. Like the mm-hmm. world gives you, it gives you everything, man. And, and yes. this podcast really, it's it's really surrounded around uh, beliefs and, and because I think at the end of the day, and Robin Sharma is a big, big part of that, but it's like our beliefs drive our behavior, which drive our results, which go right back into who we think we are. And then it's it's just a continuous cycle throughout that. Was What was that the main, uh, what could you attribute most to that belief and, and being able to strengthen that belief? Because I think that that is really at the end of the day, like like we said, it's like, I would rather know that I gave it my all and fail than to get to the end of my life, have the regret and say, I wish I had. So how did you build that belief within yourself to be able to take that leap? Because I know for me, it wasn't easy. And I know for a lot of people listening to this, probably the one thing that's holding them back is that lack of belief. Yeah, 100%, bro, you bang on. And I can tell that we're, we've kind of, we've dove into the same kinds of information. We've dove into the same kind of like spiritual leaders and authors. And it's great because that's where it starts is, is you have to learn. You have to just fill your mind with, with new information to yeah. realize that there are other ways of thinking and believing and acting in the world. And Joe Dispenza was one of my big uh, like kind of mentors early on the journey. I, I knew that would be the case for you as well. But I, yeah. in, in 2018, I went and seen him live. I went deep in all these, like, all these work. And he talks about this. He's like, it's not enough to know uh, what you want. It's not enough to know why you want it. You've you got to know how. Like, how do you do it? How do you carve out the that new belief system or way of being. And yeah. it starts with like filling your, your mind up with new information. And then secondly, like acting on that information. I think that's the thing, right? It's, it's acting on it is, is the big kind of bridge that you get to cross. And I think we spoke about it earlier. What's the consistent action that you need to be taking every single day. Um, so once the belief system was carved out, then for me, it was like, you know, life is here to support me. You know, life has given me the signs and I've really, believed in the fact that life was constantly guiding me and when you choose to act on that belief and in my case was quit my job or you know take it take on a new journey like go on a new adventure and you start to see examples of life saying here's this opportunity that just is perfect for you that just randomly just shows up it strengthens the belief it like just hardwires it even more and you go oh yes fuck no shit of course life's got me that's what i that's what i read and that's what i believe and just it keeps strengthening it so the action man it's just consistent action always uh that is and the action that is true to what feels expansive in my body not the action around like what is it that i that 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 my mind wants is like what is it that my body wants and act on that and then you start to realize all the synchronicities start showing up so hope that makes sense i'd be curious to hear about yours as well what 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 has been the, the thing that you've had to implement to to, to hardwire your new beliefs it's a thousand percent action. Um, a thousand percent. I read the book Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Joe Dispenza. And that mm. book it changed my life, I'll say for sure. There's, yes. There's a bunch of books that have had a massive impact, but realizing that like we we act according to who we think we are and being able to take action to create proof that I'm a different kind of person. And like for me, it was, you know, posting online every single day. I started this podcast in my car with no microphone, like just sitting in my car. But it was like acting. It wasn't allowing my my thoughts to stop me. And I think that that's something I, I want to touch on with you is like our thoughts are always going to find a way to bring up every excuse, to bring up every limiting belief, to bring up every reason why we shouldn't do what we really truly deep down in our body want to do. How have you been able to get in touch with your body to really drown out those thoughts that just want to hold you and keep you where you are? Yeah, for sure. 
uh, at, in the early stages of my journey, I went deep into yoga. Yoga was like, I would say the entry point into yeah. all of this world, because when you move, move your body in a mindful way, meaning you're moving with breath, you're moving with intention. Mm-hmm. What starts to happen is your mind starts to quieten and then you start to listen, you start to hear. And this is what happened to me for the first time. I started to hear, oh, what is, what is, what do I actually want? What does my body want? Not my mind which was full of conditioned beliefs around like what I, what I think I should want. I was like, what yep. do I actually want deep down? And I got addicted to that, that state that state of clarity. So I was doing yoga like four or five times a week and it was just opening so much up for me. Right. And as kind of, I've evolved a bit more, I've realized that I don't need to be doing yoga as frequently to access that state. Now it's, I, I do a bit of Qigong every single day, which is more of a slower moving meditation. But again, it's just moving with breath. And I think you, you, you become more sensitive. What I realized, you just start to tune in a little bit more. You get older, you get a bit more wiser and you start to, really know when, okay, there's something off. There's something I need to release. There's something I'm holding on to, even to the point of like, I know when I'm holding on to anger now. I know when it's like anger inside of me that I haven't expressed. Um, and you just start to realize, okay, I need this. I need to, I need to go just breathe. Or I need to go and like, like yell or hit something. Mm-hmm. You start to just feel into that. It, it becomes so much more intuitive rather than uh, structured and rigid in terms of um, the practice, if that makes sense. Definitely does. And, and, and you may have answered this question, but when it comes to being able to slow down, right, get in tune with your body, really let go of the thoughts that keep popping up and be able to detach. Do you have a system or do you have a routine that you kind of go through, whether it's shame or anger or lack of belief? Like, is there, is there a system that you go to that really puts you back into the place of empowerment and puts you in the place to embody the kind of faith and trust that you, that you want to believe in? Well, I feel like the process is for me, whenever I fall back into the, the pattern of the pattern of shame that you're referring to reveals itself in my life as, um, anxiety around worry, like worrying about the future, worrying about like, am I going to have enough? Am I doing enough? And the way that I caught that is realizing through inner child work that it was a younger part of me that just wanted to, to feel like he was good enough to receive love. Right. And once yeah. you realize that, that, that there's this part of you down there that just wants to be seen, just wants to be reassured that, hey, you are doing enough right now. It, you're good. I got you. It's safe. You're here. There's, there's nothing to worry about. And w- once you can see that part of you, it kind of like, poof, like cracks everything open mm-hmm. around it. Um, so there's signs. There's things that I look out for now, little indicators that that part of me needs to check in. And, you know, in the past, I've worked with a lot of coaches and facilitators that have guided me into that pr- place. I'm getting better at taking myself into that place. Um, but it really comes down to that, which is anytime that I'm rushing, anytime that I'm, um, you know, getting into arguments with people that I love, anytime that I'm worrying about money, it's, it's usually a sign that my inner child needs to check in. It's usually a sign that I need to slow down and go inward and, and, and feel, breathe and feel. That's usually the, the, the two main things that, that help me unlock that. Um, so yeah, I would say it's that, man. Like just, really knowing like it's, it's just a a pattern that will reveal itself every time you go through some sort of big shift in your life or big level up. I would say it's the same pattern, just revealing itself differently, disguised differently. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Oh, definitely makes sense. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Especially when it comes to like, you know, being an online business and and, and in this position that you're in now, like you're, you're traveling, you're full-time into it. It's like, there's always going to be fears. There's always going to be these beliefs or these, these feelings that 
when we reach that next level of life, we feel like there's more there. And to some capacity, there can be, but I think that we overcomplicate it to keep our goals at arm's length away. Because whether it's that lack of belief or it's that fear of failure or success or the whatever fear that pops up or belief mm. that you're unlearn, it's going to pop up. It's always going to pop up for you. I'm curious for you, like throughout your journey, it, it, especially as, as young as you are and being able to take that, that pivot within your life and all of the the learnings that you've really taken on through your, the spiritual leaders and everyone that you've worked with, do you have any books or any resources that you really like say your top three books that have really allowed you to, to take in what you know today? Yeah. The book, the book or information that probably had, I mean, there's many, there's many, it's hard, it's hard to like pinpoint one. And I really feel like the, their information that someone receives is really dependent on where they're at on that, on that stage of their journey, right? Cause I can recommend a bunch of books that were so transformative and impactful for me, but it was because of where I was at at that time. I, I was so receptive to receiving that information. You know what yeah. I mean? So like, yeah. I've tried to read books on like business and like different things. And I was like, I just, I'm not at that stage yet. This, this is just information for me. And I would say that the, the core books or the core teachings that I learned that, that I would say I would recommend to everyone, in my opinion, was the presence process by Michael Brown. I highly recommend everyone read that in terms of understanding how to self-heal, how to process your own internal wounds from the past. Um, that was a core, like just breakthrough understanding for me. And I would also say like Joe Dispenza's work, because that's, that's the how that we're talking about understanding. Okay. This is why we meditate, but like, how, like, how do you actually cognitively go through the process of creating behavior change like we spoke about creating new habits and why is it so hard for us to do that and once you understand it it becomes a whole lot easier to do it because you've got like a, a reason you're like okay, i'm doing this because i know my mind wants to pull me back into the old way of being and that way of being is connected to this future but i want to create this future therefore i have to prioritize this daily thing you know, because of the, the shift in energy that it's creating. And you, you can understand the vibrational scale. When you go up in vibration, you become naturally more magnetic to the things you want. So as you start to understand that intellectually, it becomes a whole lot easier to just apply it, you know, materialistically or physically. Um, so I would say that, bro. Michael Brown, Joe Spencer, and then understand the, yeah, I'll throw in another, another one. Frederick Dodson, um, Levels of Energy. Levels of Energy by Frederick Dodds, and he talks about the, the scale of consciousness and, and what they all look like, right? So that would be my three. <laughs> and I would love to know what yours are too. Yeah, I love it. I think um, Joe Dispenza, anything Joe Dispenza, a thousand percent. Um, Psycho-Cybernetics had a massive impact on the way that I perceive myself and the way I perceive the world. And I think that for anyone starting out to begin with, like one foundational book that I think everyone should read is Think and Grow Rich. Simply, yes. simply to understand the power of how our thoughts cast spells in our mind in the yes. way that we, and in the way that that activates in the way that we show up in the world. And I like that you said that too, because in Joe Dispenza's work, it is a lot of, it's a lot of information. I think that for a lot of people, depending on where you are in your journey, it's going to be too much. It's not going to be really impactful for you because you won't be able to implement it, but understanding the inner workings of why we need to do the things that we need to do, like meditating every day has been a foundational thing for me because i understand how important it is to whether it's to raise my vibe to unidentify with my thoughts like all of what it comes down to we have to understand why we're doing it and mm -hmm. i think especially that the work that we're in you, there has to be a why that you're showing up every single day yes. what is your mm -hmm. yeah it's the, it's the number one question and is always the starting point of every journey so i'm glad you asked it because 
when you don't have that, it's like, it's almost like that's the spark. That's the fuel. You know, the stronger that, that answer is, the stronger your internal fuel to show up when it gets hard, when it gets uncomfortable. Um, so yeah. for me right now, the, the, the why, the driving force for me, I would say is, is always down to um, not wanting to, to waste this precious gift that I've been given to be alive at this time um, and to really you know, express myself fully, to impact fully. Uh, and, and I think the way, it's, it's that, man not not wasting this i know there's so much more left in me you know there's so much more for me to give and i don't want to i don't want to have regrets uh and there's people that have inspired me that are like no longer here on the planet friends uh, mentors and i almost feel the presence of their souls you know it, it, their, their impact still resides inside of me and their soul still inspires me it still activates and lights me up when i think about who they were as individuals and and kind of the legacy I get to help continue to leave on through how they impacted me, if that makes sense. So, and there's that, and there's just also the, the urgency, the sense of urgency that we're in right now around, you know, men's work. And I'm really stepping into, you know, facilitating, you know, men's programs and men's retreats. And I just, I see it, bro. I get on calls with, with these guys and I'm, I'm speaking to them. I'm like, fuck man, you guys, you, know, you guys need this. You know, like, yeah. it hurts me when I hear about men trying to do this on their own or men who are, have gone through darkness and they just don't know how to pull themselves out of it. So yeah. there's a really, really urgent time right now to, to be voices and you're doing fucking amazing work. I have so much respect for other men doing this because this, this might be the catalyst for someone else. Not just, not just a man, anyone to just be like, damn, I feel seen in what they shared and I'm not alone and I can have support and I am worthy of better. I am worthy of more. Uh, so that's kind of the larger purpose. And, and I know you resonate with that because this is why you, you share this content and do this work. So, um, that's it. Yeah, man, a hundred percent. I love that you brought that up because it really is like, whether we, we impact one person that impacts one person that impacts one person that impacts one person. And it just continues on that path. It really is truly the most, I find it as a, we do a disservice by not sharing content. We do a disservice by not showing up as our authentic selves and sharing our stories and being vulnerable and, and really being open about our journeys because it helps other people regardless of where their journey is, whether it's one insight or, or our, our ent entire journey. Because I mean, we both have similar journeys in the sense that we pivoted out of something that we thought we were going to move into to go into what really feels aligned with us. And I think that just that alone will inspire a lot of other people to really take that leap. I'm curious, as you were saying there, um, your why comes down to a lot of you, you've lost people in the past that have really impacted you in the way that you show up for the world. What does the red tail black cockatoo bird mean to you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had, I had another another uh, amazing po podcast interviewer like yourself asking me the same question. It was it was so great to to hear that 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 this this question is now being brought up because I feel like we all have significant thing like meaning. That's right. It just it just means something to me, and we all have things that mean something to us, right? Um, and and that bird for me at a time in my life where I was going through a deep process exploring medicines like the 5-MeO-DMT. And mm. I remember um, during that period of my life, I lost a friend, you know, a good friend who was also walking this path, same age as me, and he died all of a sudden in a motorbike crash. And in my 5-MeO-DMT journey, you sort of go through a death of some sorts, right? You, you smoke this toad medicine and poof, you literally think you're gone. You don't think you're coming back. That's what my yeah. mind thought. When I did come back into my body, the first thing that I heard was the sound of this bird because it was out in the Western Australia, in Western Australia, out in the bush and you know, the outback. And this bird is such a very sacred animal out there. It's a very spiritual animal. 
and it's the sound of this bird. I heard it and I, and I cried in a way that I'd never cried before because it was, it was, it was a cry of just the joy of existing, the joy of life. I just, the gift that I have of being alive right now, that we all have this gift. And I think whatever reminds you of that is, is of significance. And that bird just reminds me of that because it was almost like, uh, you know, it also recognized or reminded me that, that my friend's life, you know, that, that was lost. It, it wasn't lost for, 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 he, he didn't die for, for no reason. There was a reason that he died. And it reminded me that I get to remember that reason all the time because it, it fuels me. It like lights me up. Um, so there's, yeah, and, I, and just, just throughout the last few years, it keeps revealing itself. It kept revealing itself to me in significant moments, which is like what we said before, the belief system. When you believe that life is trying to communicate with you and support you and give you what you need, you just look for the signs, you know, whether it's an animal, whether it's a certain person or a certain thing that keeps showing up, constantly being guided. That's what I believe. Yeah. But yeah, thank I you for that. asking that question. Yeah. Absolutely, man. I'm, I'm grateful that you, you, you expressed it the way that you did because I do believe that that, for, for me, I don't believe there's an actual representation of that because there was never really something that happened to me in that way. But I lost a lot of family growing up. I lost my father and uncle both at 37 and then I lost my mm. grandfather right when he was going to retire. So that hit me more because I was older at that age and I can really like feel what it feels like to lose someone like that. And he passed the year he was going to retire. So it, it really helped me internalize like, hey, hey, I, my time on this earth is very, very finite. Like I have to go towards something that really lights me up inside. And that that's a big reason for why I do this because I feel that again our beliefs drive our behavior and if we don't believe that we can do something we're going to settle for something less than we we deserve to really go towards because we have a much deeper purpose a much deeper gift uh, to be here and I know that you'd speak a lot about that I'm curious for you I haven't done really any plant medicines yet but I do plan on doing them in the future I'm curious what has been your biggest learning so far whether it's in your spiritual journey or just the way that you perceive life mm. yeah I mean the plant medicines are, are a path you know, and I, and I don't think the path is for everyone. I think it's, it, we have to be mindful because we hear about it so much. We hear about everyone. Oh, this is just the, the path you have to walk is what every spiritual person is doing. But I don't yeah. think that's the case. I'm actually realizing that's not really, you know, I don't feel called to go back there and want to go on big extreme journeys. I, I may again at some point in the future, but um, I feel like the path is here like right now, just trying to live and commit to being so fully in this moment that that is the path. That's the harder path for sure but everyone wants the quick fix and sometimes plant medicines will give you that, but that's another, that's another uh, pathway. Um, but for me, the main lesson I would say definitely came through uh, like the passing of my friend at that time. I think, um, I think death reveals so many lessons and when it does show up, which it will, uh, it's all about like being open to receiving the lesson. Uh, okay. And at the time I've told this story before and it's on my TikTok uh, for, for those who want to listen to it. But at the time, the lesson was so direct. It was so direct. It doesn't get any more direct than how the lesson revealed itself that it just was something that got just clicked, like things that just got clicked inside of me. I was like, whoa, okay, I was meant to receive this clearly. Yeah. And it was through a book that my friend had recommended to me before he, he died. It was the last time I seen him, he told me to get this book. And I was like, sure, man, I'll get it. And when he died, it was the first thing I opened. And it was just, uh, if anyone's read Many Lives, Many Masters by Brian Weiss, you know what I'm talking about. The book is is very... Um, kind of like profound in what it shares, especially after you've just lost a friend and you've been told to read it. Uh, yes. So it was that. And the lesson being that we're not here uh, for time. We are, we are here to learn. And the only way that you can learn is through pain. As humans, we get the gift of having pain. It's, it's weird to think about it like that, right? Pain is a gift, but it really is because that's the teacher. 
if you didn't have pain, how would you learn? You'd just be like, you'd just be love and light all the time. And that's what yes. our souls are. So they choose to come into earth to experience this, this pain so they can learn these, these essential lessons that they can then take with them onto their next kind of uh, evolution or journey, whether that's in earth, here on earth or somewhere else in some other planet or dimension. Uh, and that's just what I, what I know to be true based on the, the experiences I've had. Um, but that's a, that is the most important question. I feel like you just asked there, you know, what yeah. are the fundamental lessons that, that you've learned, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like that you, you brought that up. Cause I think, I don't remember, maybe it was one of my first mentors, but he, he really brought up the fact that like, we're like, just what you said there is pain, pain's a teacher. Like if you put your hand on a stove, you are taught to take your hand off the stove or you, you continue staying there. And I think that asking questions have been really powerful for me because growing up, like I said, I lost a lot of family and it was like always this reoccurring internal narrative of why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? And it just put me in a position of embodying the, the identity of a victim. And it just put me in a position of true scarcity. And when I started to really change my life was asking the question of how is this happening for me? And it's kind of like what you just said right there. It's like, if we're willing to learn from what life is trying to teach us, we will. If mm. we're not open to receiving what life is trying to teach us, we're going to get taught the same exact lesson over and over and over until we're open to actually learning it. I'm curious for you, what's the lesson that took you the longest to learn? Mm. Yeah, I agree. The lessons, the lessons will keep often revealing themselves. And I think the, it's the same lesson, which is like, you're, you're already here. You made it like, this is the end. This is the end. <laughs> there is, there is nothing to get to. There is nowhere to go and nothing to get to. And I, oh, I, I can probably speak from the path of everyone. We always forget that. Like we always forget. I think that's the, the trap of like wanting to go into business because business is always based around future. What's the target? What's the goal? What's the number? What are we trying to hit? And if you can, you get lost in that very quickly. Same as social media, you get lost in it because like we're constantly measuring ourselves through numbers and progress. But the lesson is always like, we're here. This is it. We made it. This is like end game. You won. Congratulations. Enjoy life. Have fun. Um, so I think that's the, the primary lesson is have fun, <laughs> have more fun. <laughs> so taking it so seriously. So yeah, that's, that's a continuous lesson for me, bro. Always will yeah. be. Yeah. I really love that. And I, I listened to a podcast that you were on and it, 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 we feel like we have a lot of the same ideologies around how we live our life. And it was that your, your purpose is to be on this podcast right now. It's like, that's your purpose. And then after mm -hmm. this podcast, your purpose is to do whatever what's next. Yes. And for me, I, it's like a continuous um, affirmation that I, I work through with my clients is like, it's always reminding myself and them that the purpose of life is to enjoy the passage of time. It's not to focus on what's next or to accomplish this goal, because there's no amount of accomplishment that you can achieve. That's going to fill what is missing with it, with within you because nothing's missing. And when we mm -hmm. identify the fact that that's true, uh, everything changes in our life. I'm curious when you came across that realization that there's nothing outside of you that's ever going to fill something that's missing within yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, like when I first realized that, is that, is that what you're asking? Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, throughout your journey, when has that been the most beneficial for you as well? Like for realizing that always coming back to that, that that self-worth is always internal, not external. Yeah. I think it's a constant like circle. It's a constant, like we're, we're, we're kind of remembering it. And then going off and then going, okay, I'm good now. I remembered it. And then you go off and then you sort of get lost again. Then you come back and you remember it. And I yes. feel like that's been happening a lot. Just 
again through the cycles these cycles that we go through uh and at first i first realized it when i was in my corporate job you know when i was 20 21 21 22 i realized that okay oh shit i'm actually i'm here you know and you read a few Eckhart Tolle books and then you start to actually apply what you're, you're reading which is like okay, i'm gonna just really try and prioritize the present moment over anything else and when you do it you realize i'm actually at peace i'm good i can work in this account i can work this accounting job for the rest of my life and i'll be at peace right and when, and when you realize that it unlocks all the the possibilities of like okay but if i was to just go out and do whatever i wanted what would i do knowing i knowing this belief knowing this this yeah. this realization that i have everything um and that's when the forgetting process happens because you get tested you get challenged and then you have to go back to remembering that core fundamental lesson that it's right now this is it it's happening um mm -hmm. so there's just been so many different stages in in that process for me over the last eight years where i've had to relearn that <laughs> re, re remember re remember that um and that's the pattern that, that's the patterns the patterns that i said earlier where you every time you level up it's the same patterns that show up just disguised differently and you have to re remember the same lesson um, yeah, that's why coaching is so helpful because a coach can help you see it. Yeah, dude, you're 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 like speaking before, like as exactly what I was gonna say is right there. Mm -hmm. from, as in being a coach, I've noticed that most of the time it's not that our clients need more information, but it's they need to re be reminded of the information they already know, and then actually implement it. And that's what the accountability is a big aspect of as well. I know that the group for you, it's like it's it's a big aspect of life is is just implementing what we learn. And I and mm -hmm. I, I like. The, I like the the insight that you said there. It's and, and especially I'm reading a new earth right now by Eckhart Tolle. Funny enough, Power Now was like one of the biggest books for me, but even uh Man's Search for Meaning was something that really shifted my perspective. It was like there's there's you can change your experience on this earth by simply changing the lens that you view life through. And so like your experience can be better if you allow it to be. But if you yes. identify with this being a bad situation, like in the accounting job, it's like you can enjoy it if you choose to. Obviously, we always want more, we always want to have a you know, that next step of life, that's what our brains are designed to do, but we can enjoy right now if we, if we choose to, what has been the biggest, uh, in like what has incorporated you to be able to, you know, not only trust that intuition, but really you talk a lot about embodiment. What has been the foundational practice for you that really puts you back in that place and keeps you in that place? Cause as you said, we always go through patterns. We're always going to, but what really, uh, keeps you, you foundational in that place? Mm. I think I'm not going to give a practice or a habit because everyone knows that the habits, everyone knows what they should be doing. It's Man. what I think is a better question is like, what should, what should, what should you be avoiding or, or stopping doing? What should, yeah. what should you be doing less of? And in my opinion, it becomes very clear and evident what, what the things are that are taking me out of embodiment. And once mm -hmm. you can identify what they are, you can then go, okay, the phone is stealing my energy. The phone is pulling me up in my head. Um, me being on like, you know, constantly being on social media on zoom calls is pulling me up in my head. So it's like, yeah. you can still use those practices. You can, not a practice. You can still have those habits of like being on social media, but right. can you do it while embodied? <laughs> that's, that's the test. And if you can't, maybe like you need to reduce it for, for a period of time. And for me with social media, that was, that was the thing I literally had to just like really step back from it because it was using me rather than me using it. Um, and recently I've like had a, got a much better relationship with it, you know? Uh, so I would say that bro, remove, you know, for some people, maybe it's 
alcohol, maybe it's weed, maybe it's smoking tobacco, maybe it's sugar, maybe it's porn, maybe it's like watching Netflix. What is your thing that's taking you out? So like you can do, and people say, oh, I just want to like relax and just switch off my mind. Well, no, you're like, you're just disconnecting from your body. You're leaving your body. Um, so I feel like that, that for sure. I'd love to hear about your, your perspective on that too. And what, what's been kind of the things that you've had to remove, uh, to, to help you with that process. Yeah, I think social media is definitely, uh, we're in alignment in that is for sure. Uh, for, for growing up for me, sleeping was a tough thing. Cause it was like, I have a very overactive mind allowing to unidentify with my thoughts, don't identify with like, uh, being anxious about the future, all the things it was going on walks for me. It's been just like, so, so impactful, really. I find it as a natural meditation to some capacity before I knew meditation, what that was to be in touch with my body, to be in touch with myself. There's a quote I always go back to, and it's from Tom Bilyeu, and it's that all that matters is how you feel about yourself when you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. And I always reflect on that because no matter, especially as you said, it's like we're in the space of entrepreneurship, of content creation, and we're always judging our self-worth based on our views, based on how many clients we have, based on how much money we're making, based on all of the, the metrics that really at the end of the day don't matter. And so being able to get in tune with myself to really build that relationship with myself and, and make that the foundation for my coaching has been everything. Because I think that when we internalize the fact that our professional development will never exceed our personal development, life mm. changes. So like you said uh, earlier, it's a lot more fun. And the purpose of life is to have fun, to enjoy yes. it. There's, there's no destination in the future that is going to ever give you more than what the present has right now. It's like the present's a gift. And I really think that yes. that's... That's a mentality that I think a lot of people need to internalize that fact and, and really embrace it. And as you, as you talk about embody it, I think that's the biggest, biggest part of it. Big time. Yeah. Great answer, bro. Thank you for sharing that. And I resonate. Mm. There's a, there's a last question I ask every, every um, guest that comes on the show. And I think it's really, really important. It goes back to like the beliefs that we, we go through life. And the question is what belief are you currently unlearning? <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. Um, I feel like there's a few, I feel like there's a few, I feel like the, the main one is continuously unlearning the fact that I have to, I have to do something to be someone. Yeah. You know, like I have to like, I have to make all this money or I have to like have all the followers to, to be someone. Like, yeah. It's, I feel like we're all sort of unlearning that to some capacity, but like you don't, you're literally back to the theme of this conversation, which is like, you have arrived this is it. You have made it. You have everything you need right now. But to really know that you have to undo the belief that you have to prove yourself. You have to prove that you're worthy because you don't, you don't. And I think once you unlearn that, you're like, okay, I actually don't, I have nothing to prove. I'm perfect, whole and complete, but not yet finished. That's when it's like, okay, cool. Now we can have fun. Let's create. Let's create. We're not, we're not doing, we're, we're creating, you know, um, easier said than done sometimes, but it really is that simple. It is simple, not, not, not easy, but simple. Yeah. Yeah. I, I live by that, that analogy that life is not simple. It's not easy, but it is simple. Like mm-hmm. life always, we, we just don't, we try to, I don't think we try to, but we, we overcomplicate things in, in every possible way we can. And, and, and unlearning that belief, I truly believe is the foundational belief that everyone has to unlearn because in life it's, it's a constant game of, of change. The only constant in life is change. If we're able to identify with who we are instead of who we think we are or who we think we need to become and all the, all the attach ourselves to our work and everything that uh, is, a, is a part of that is really the, I think it's the, 
It's the journey of life is being able to identify with that. And I think that's why spiritual work is so empowering and and it feels so good in your body, especially because you're able to embody that feeling and that deep knowing and that faith that it is, that it is true. Has has there been anything that has really, really stood out to you that's been able to keep that faith in in foundation for you? Because I think that faith is, is is everything, isn't it? hundred uh, percent. I would, I would say, like I said earlier in the conversation, that is the foundation is having some sort of belief in something greater than you. And mm. I think maintaining that would really come down to like, how are you communing, communing, meaning like, how are you connecting with that? And yes. you can do it all the time. And I think for me, it was like now realizing that I can do that in many micro moments throughout the day, even, even just saying a prayer before you eat food to just acknowledge that there was something greater than us that is present here right now that is moving through us that is moving through this food. And so it could be like a two minute, just like pause, let's just press pause for a moment and just acknowledge the divine creator that gave us this gift of life and, and just breathing into your heart and, and allowing yourself to, to receive that. If you just did that every time you, before you drank some water, before you had some food, before you, um, you know, sat down and, and, went, and, and, and everything can be turned into a ceremony or a ritual. Yeah. So I feel like that's been a big shift for me recently that has allowed it. Even before you jump into the ocean, before you have a swim, just say a little prayer. Thank you, God, for this this gift of cleansing water, whatever it might be. Um, that that's been that's been a big one for me recently. I really love that gratitude is really truly the po- the the leading force in in positive psychology in the world. If we want to have a better life, we have to lead with that gratitude every each yes. every single day. And I absolutely love that. I love that, Jordan. For, for those that would like to find you, uh, they'll, everything will be in the show notes, but where can they find you, Jordan? Um, Jordan Canlish 01 on Instagram and TikTok. They're the main places right now. Uh, just kicked off a, a men's program. It's called The Path. It's a 12-week men's journey to help help guys step into their self-confidence and self-excellence through self-mastery of the 12 core inner domains of a man's life. And I'm super just inspired by all the men that are stepping forward and doing this work. So I'd say Instagram is the main channel. Maybe up on Instagram with something that resonated or if you need clarity on anything. Um, but man, I really appreciate you having me on. It's been a great conversation and you're, you're such a great interviewer, bro. And uh, like I said before, you, this work is so important now more than ever uh, as men. So big ups. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming to the show, man. I'm truly, truly grateful. And, and this, yeah, I'm so grateful to even be here to, to be able to do this, man. So I, I appreciate you and I appreciate this conversation. I know a lot of people are going to get a whole lot of value from it. Yes. I know Thank that. you much. Big time.